Boom. This is a Friday episode of a podcast with Goat and your host, your Goche. We got Anthony Maslin and fucking special guest in the building, Logan James Young. Logan James. Stop, boys. That's normally when you say something, Logan. Yeah, Holy what the fuck, fuck dude? You Keep just waiting on the pause. Are you new to this or what? <laughs> no, it's the time difference. What, you never been on a podcast before? No, never. Uh, this is it, eh? Not How important enough, I guess. Uh, no, well, you're important. We were getting you on. Trust me. Before Jess. Um, <laughs> how about I'm switching it up today, boys? Um, having a few, having a, having a few wobbly pops during the, during the, the podcast. During the, during the, during the, during the, during the. <laughs> Do you have any before it too, or what? Yeah, I, what the fuck? I may, I may or may not have. <laughs> yes. Buddy, I hope, um, I hope you know you're just gonna get fucking roasted this whole show. <laughs> Yeah, don't bring up any facts because we're gonna just kill them. I know, I know. I'm nervous. Um, this one is is especially exciting for me. I have um, two of my best friends doing a podcast with me. I've, I'm actually really excited for this podcast, even though I'm probably gonna get shredded and there's gonna be some embarrassing stories told about me. Maz, he's trying to soften us up yeah, here. Yeah, eh? No, no, no. Oh, no. you guys are my best friends, man. Yeah, I got well two of my, two out of the like million people that are in my wedding party. <laughs> I feel like Jess and I got a hundred on each side at this point. But uh, no, I'm excited. I'm fired up. You gotta get. Uh, How does I that... want, Lokes, I want your take on all this Area 51 shit. Shit. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. You liking it? I'm I'm excited about it. I heard that a YouTuber just got arrested today or within the last few days for actually trying to get in by himself while on live stream. Come on. Yep. Um not the greatest move. If you're going to do it, do it in a pack. Yeah. Was his last name Paul? <laughs> no, no, Paul got just got married. I know, Jana. Dog, I'm all about YouTube, just. Jana. No, Jana. Jake Jana and yeah, Tana Mojo. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, Jana, you're naming them together. Got yeah, it. Jana. That's like their celebrity okay. couple name. Yeah. Uh, there was a fight at their wedding. No way. Once he kissed the bride, there was almost a fight, and then I guess there was like hands thrown on the dance floor. Wow. I'm not, I'm not surprised. There was a yeah. lot of celebrities there, though. That's pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Those guys make like $15 million a year. Yeah. Yeah, Logan Paul makes like just under fifteen mil, and and as of this year, spends more than that per year. So he's going into debt. How insane! How he do you do that? that on like Fox or something or something? Well, well, and I mean, how long has he been making fifteen million? Oh, so what, like he's got nothing. Like, well, no, he's still got a bunch. It's just this is the first year that he's going backwards. That's with what he makes yeah, per year and what is crazy. what he spends per year. What a dumbass. Why do we? Why do we, why do we keep giving money to stupid people? Because we uh, like watching people be stupid. Is that what it YouTube is? YouTube was created. Yeah. yeah. Mass, think about it. We're, you and I are going to a jujitsu studio, and we're going to get our our butts handed to us by like actual high level jujitsu guys. Is that what? And we're, we're going to videotape it and put it on YouTube. Like, what are they going to do? Like, tap us out as many times as possible? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. dude. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck. And then and then um, I told them we'd do the podcast after because they got Wi-Fi over at the shop. And, well, we don't even need it. I'll just record it on a mall. So, like, but, are, you, are you getting, like, CJ and then, like, he's getting, like, you're getting the brother or what? No, no, no. The, no, no, no. I'm buying that mixer, dude. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about like when we spar. Oh, who cares? Like, I don't like, care who I get, John okay. or CJ. Either. I'd rather get CJ. I feel like he's nicer. Either way, Drew's getting knocked out, I hope. No, there's no oh, well, I don't out. think I'll get knocked out. I'll get choked out. Yeah. I'll probably... I feel bad for the canvas if you get knocked out, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> fucking Dude, that's old. loud. 40 or he's going to rumble for three days. He's going to fucking shift the tectonic plates and the fucking... <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> no, dude, I'm I'm gonna try everything in my power not to go. Uh, but now, honestly, I think good content would be you and Maz just duking it out. We are. We're gonna do that for the finale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. be best gassed of, by then. Best two out of three. Best Maz, two out of three. Yeah. You have. Buddy, like, you're not gonna make it to two. Pretty physical. Well, position. we'll find out. Like, we'll you're, find you have out. a physical job. Yeah, but like, but like my shit is like I don't know. I don't really do like jujitsu stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I no, but I'm. Jiu-jitsu. You play soccer. Yeah, that doesn't Drew mean plays anything. FIFA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I get to kick him? You can do whatever yeah, you want. Dude, yeah, fair game. I'll let you even throw some jobs. And we're hooks. not doing. We're not doing strikes, are we? If you want, you want to get risky with it. No, unless you're scared. I'm not scared. It's just like, uh, we, is I'm that what we're scared. doing? I'm not scared. Maz is too pretty to eat a yeah. eat a hand. Yeah, like at least I if, like his, his parents spent all those money on braces. At least like if you lose a tooth, no one's gonna notice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be worse oh. than the fucking hair you're sporting there. All right, all right. <laughs> the hairline's oh, running dude. faster than Usain Bolt. Yeah, Jesus. I think hey, so is yours, Logs. Easy killer. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't been acknowledged yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm acknowledging it right now in front of everyone. That's fine. <laughs> Maz, you know what's what's funny is uh, you and I were talking about the other day that like now on the podcast we don't talk over each other because we've you know we have the chemistry. But it's funny when you toss like a third person into when we're just bullshitting. I'm totally like second guessing myself on Me like too. when to speak again. <laughs> it's I like juggling. Yeah, see like that. It's like juggling, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But but like by the end of the episode, we'll have it. We'll watch, Logs. You'll even pick up on it too. But like the first like three episodes, Maz and I were constantly talking over each other. And but we've kind of picked it up, and now like I know when Maz is going to speak. But uh, adding well, that's, this third person's been fucking completely different. That's why I waited so long on that intro. I didn't know if Maz hops in first because you introduced him first. Oh uh, yeah. Well, normally there but, it is. Whoa, that's a good one, boys. I'm sitting over here drinking a Stella. A Stella? What are you, Gap? Yeah. No, my uh, my uncle brought him over. Someone dropped a six pack off, and he wanted to know if I wanted. Yo, can we talk about why the f- why is fucking Gap's Stag and Doe ninety dollars a ticket? Oh, Logan's coming. <laughs> this is a great conversation. Logan's coming. What the fuck kind of price is that, man? I gotta take out well, a loan. Hang on. Uh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, Logs. Maz in our group chat goes, Gap, can I pay you $10 over nine weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Only on Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, when Maz said that, I was laughing so hard. Um, but uh, yeah, well, it is all you can eat and all you can drink, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna be drinking, though. You don't. Why? Why? I, I told you, I'm not drinking, man. Oh, that stop. So, sober. Matlin got blocked out for his birthday and had to go to the hospital, like alcohol poisoning. Bro. How long ago? July 6th. Well, that's almost exactly a month away. Yeah, like fine. A month between. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Bro. I can't wait. I no. told him as soon as he drinks a beer, I'm putting him on this podcast Instagram live. 
No, bro. I man, I changed my life. I'm not fucking. Asking. I'm like a. I'm like a. I'm like a born again Christian, man. I don't. I, I'm not fucking drinking ever again. No, probably. I said, man, 2019. I'm not drinking a sip of alcohol. You blacked out in 2019. Yeah, for the rest of 2019, I'm not drinking. Oh, for the rest of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's better. Yeah, so I'm not drinking till 2020. Midnight, January. Shut up. What? I swear to God, I'm not doing it. Why? Because, man, it was fucking... I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like... I don't like... I don't want to slip into that spot again. It was terrible. We'll we'll see. Drew's a betting man. I'm sure he and I would be on the same side on that bet. Yeah, Yeah, I'm taking the over. He's drinking. Yeah. By when? Over .5. Like, yeah. w- like when I come home, I'll be drinking? Yes. Not a chance. Gaps. Yeah. Maslin, you're going to pay $90 and not drink? I'm supporting Gasper. Yeah, well. You, you better eat everything on that table. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Is it all you can smoke? Because if it was, then I'm eating everything on that fucking table. <laughs> Drew's going. I'm sure you wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. No, no, no. Cabbage will be supplied. <laughs> good, good. Uh. <laughs> Oh, this is already better than I thought it was going to be and more than I hoped for. So I'm so far. <laughs> Fuck, boys. Uh, Logs, I'm going to ask you some some questions. We're going to tone it down a little because we're going to save the stories for the end. Because I'm sure people are fired up to hear some, like, stories. Oh, because I'm riddled with them. I have a notepad here. I say notepad. It's a sticky note. <laughs> how many How many stories do you have on there? Uh, seven. <laughs> how, how many of them can you tell on the podcast? Six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason is the reason is the extra one is has already been told, which was the Heineken event. Mm. Oh, yes. I did tell the Heineken event, the greatest yes, beer and rally story, puke and rally story ever. Absolutely, it was. It was and, it looks- and just the biggest mystery night ever like i've never gone into a night so hard thinking like we don't know where we're gonna end up what's gonna happen but somehow we got to class for eight o'clock the next day not very well but yeah damn how did you guys do in school we passed great question yeah like defined how'd you do like if we're talking like on the scale of like the letter scale like what's going on here can you, D's get uh, degrees. D's no. get degrees. <laughs> no, no, I think my average at the end of school was actually like a 70 flat. Which one of you was a better student? Uh, I beat Logan in anatomy. No, I'm saying... I went into the anatomy exam with a 45, somehow came out with a 60, <laughs> so that was a big mystery. <laughs> Which one of you is smarter? Uh, uh, probably Logan. School-wise, I give it to Drew. Yeah, but like overall, I'd probably say Logan. Yeah, nice. I yeah. might have went to class more. Oh, he definitely went to class more. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. There My was this one time. Man, there was actually a few times, I'm being honest. We uh, obviously, like just with the campus bar, we would just get obliterated, right? And like have, we had a the worst possible class to have we had a two-hour business class Friday mornings at 8. It meant nothing. 
Okay. And this class, I'm like, I'm sorry, Cody Sheehan, if you listen, because I have him on Facebook. <laughs> your your class is a bit of a joke. Okay. <laughs> and it was a garbage class. So, um, on and like the bar night, like the campus bar was Thursday. So Thursday we'd get completely liquored up, and I'd honestly I'd set my alarm like I'd go to class, and as my alarm would ring, I'd have a text from Logan like, ah, uh, there's no way I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's I awesome. Them back like, all right, meet you at a, meet you in the calf at eleven for breakfast. <laughs> back to bed up at eleven, head for breakfast. There was a lot of times they would go to the bar, but like I, since I, because I'm from Windsor, like there was a lot of times where it was a lot easier just to go home Thursday night. So I'd take like the 1 a.m. Greyhound Thursday night. So what I would do is pregame with them and then take like TTC down to the Greyhound station and just bust back drunk. Be liquored on the fucking TTC, the worst yeah. to be drunk. <laughs> Terrible. That's awesome. But there's street meat everywhere so it's great wasn't that awesome about school uh, you could just like pick and choose when you go you're just like yeah like like i wish work was like that you'd be like eh, i don't feel like going today Fuck yeah it. but it was a heart for us and or for me i don't want to speak on logan's term the way our program works is it's one year of schooling and then the second year is a paid internship so you get paid to work basically but you're doing school at the same time mm. so it was a massive slap in the face mm. because i went from Picking and choosing what class I was going to go to this week and pig, figuring out, like, how our drinking schedule was going to go. And then, like, school ended in May. My internship started two weeks later. And it was, like, it, you know, it, it hit me that, like, oh, shit, this is a real job where you're playing with. And, like, we're in the profession where, like, you get one shot to do a funeral. Right? There's no redos. So if you mess up, you really mess up. You yeah. can have a second wedding, but you can't have a second funeral. Right. Yeah, but so I'm I, sure I'm sure people wouldn't appreciate fucking up a wedding, though. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure they wouldn't, dude. But like, it's you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm emotions I get, uh, run yeah. so hard. Well, yeah, it's a lot more touchy of a subject than pretty much yeah. anything. Yeah. So like, I, I I immediately felt the difference. Like, okay, like obviously play time's over and it's time to get serious now. And now, the place the place I interned at was like pretty tough too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was busy. Ahead, something Logan. I think something I think like you and I realized drew was that we kind of like all of our friends are well most of our friends <laughs> did like four years of post-secondary so they had four years to squeeze in all the fun they could we had one year to do four years of fun yeah and we did yeah some and some yes people, and some people go to London for six years. Uh, gangrosa. Uh, <laughs> don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. Goes to either. London for have six you, years. Still doesn't have a degree. <laughs> have you Have you been to Barnes? Yeah, yeah. London's a blast. Um, well, I was gonna ask you, like, I, that must be like, I think like the toughest part of your job would be like funerals for people that died young. Like, I feel like that'd be a really tough thing because you really want to make sure that that's good, right? Like. Is there like a, a do you find that there's more pressure in that in that circumstance? Um, now, I find they run smoother in a sense just because like there's so much going on that you don't have as much time to think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's no overthinking. Um, yeah. And like I 
honestly, I'd like to say that we're able to treat every family with the exact same amount of attention and respect. But it's funny that sometimes when it's something tragic, you have to take a step back yourself and you kind of look at things differently. Um, and, and, you know, you, you maybe give, you know, like you, 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 I, yeah, I try to give my all on every funeral, obviously, but I mean, sometimes like there's definitely been, you know, cases and, and people you go above and beyond for, and it's, it, it's just kind of the nature of the job. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so, it depends on the connection you've made. Yeah. That, and that's a lot of it. Like, I, um, yeah. I was really fortunate the when Logan and I worked together and Bob Cajun, the first funeral I got to do. Um, I had an immediate connection with these people and we, and they were 70 years old. And like, I was at their house once a month after the funeral for three years, they'd always invite me for dinner and we just connected. Um, and sometimes, you know, that connection's not there. That doesn't mean like our effort changes, but just sometimes it's just like, it's in life. Sometimes yeah. you just click with people. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, I gotta, so, sorry, go ahead. Did I, did I do that justice, Logs? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think your explanation was great. I mean, there's so many families that we meet with that sometimes you just don't generate the connection. And on our end, we feel like we didn't do enough for them, but it was just the way that we interacted the whole time that we felt we didn't do enough. But on their end, a lot of times they think it was, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I get another question actually for both of you because so like, and um, when you think of the topic of like death, do you think like your job has made you a, like a little bit disconnected from that concept, or like what do you guys think about death? Like, do you, like, how do you view death? Is that a kind um, of a crazy? That's a great question, and I find my answer changes. Yeah. Um, there's times, um, where I think, like, no, you know what? Maybe I should go out and do that because you don't know. Um. Just like sometimes just things hit close to home. Like sometimes you'll have a case and it's you can draw a connection to your own life. And like, it, you know, sometimes it makes going to see a grandparent a little easier when you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, spending time with like loved ones or going out with friends when maybe you just want to stay home. Um, but then sometimes I feel like disconnected from it as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I find I, I go in spurts. Logs? Mm-hmm. It, for a lot of a lot of the situations that well you and I have both been in but for me it's a lot of times I hear stories from families where it makes me really want to be around family a bit more yeah um, and I know just in my life like there's been chances where I look back at it and I'm like I'm really glad I spent the time I did so oh, I've been able to see it from both sides of the arrangement table which has been very helpful, well, in my career, to be able to see both sides, the family side as well as the funeral director side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good point, Logs. Um, that's something that was probably one of the most instrumental pieces of my internship. During my internship, my great grandmother died, um, and the I actually got to do most of the funeral work. Um, but they were hesitant to let me do it because one, I was new to the industry. Um, two, they didn't want me to, you know, burn out with the connection because like there is an emotional toll that comes with dealing with families. Um, so they, they were great about it and they let probably my biggest, um, 
my biggest mentor in the funeral industry um, arranged arranged the funeral with me and my family. And seeing that side of it, it helped me going forward. Was that Vitezzi? Uh, yeah, John John Vitezzi. Yeah. Um, he he the way he cared for me and my family, it was like wow. Like you can tell that um, there was a lot of effort put into it and thought behind it and. Um, everything he said was calculated and that really helped me going forward a ton. So I, I, I totally can draw a connection to that looks. So, mm-hmm. and I, I see like, I didn't have that opportunity until, well, it would have been two years ago, but that I think changed a lot for me mentally when sitting in an arrangement office. Um, so ultimately I'm grateful for that, but I'm also like, I see what you mean, Drew, being able to be such a big part of it, being at where you work, because you can you can be the middleman between your family and the funeral director while also being able to make decisions. Yeah, see, I didn't even ask my family. I just made decisions. Right. Yeah, and they were cool with that. Like, um, like they just knew that, you know, I wouldn't do an injustice. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And at the end, I'm sure they were very happy with every decision that you made. Yes. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah, they were, they were, they were stoked. People's like, it's crazy. My family still talks about a funeral years later. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. What do you like? So what do you guys think about like uh, when people say like, oh, like funerals are too like depressing, like it should be more of like a celebration of life. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't disagree with it. I don't disagree with it. And I think logs might have a different theory i don't disagree with it um i think it it differs depending on the person not one person can say how another person should be able to handle it yeah um if if you think that that life needs to be celebrated and you want to have a party um i mean a lot of funeral homes now have liquor licenses so they can sell you beer and wine and you can have that sort of party that you want. A lot of people find that the more traditional way to deal with death is the way that works best for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it, it depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think some people think that like a traditional funeral is just, it's too much. You know, it's too much yeah, sadness. It it's too much. There's some people who need that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that from my family's perspective that was what we needed was that sad funeral. Yeah. Um but for a lot of families that's not what they want and that's not how that person lived their life, right? So you're also honoring their life the way that they kind of lived it. So if they were the go out, go have fun, go do stuff like those are the people that are going to want to have more of a lighthearted service. Or yeah. even just the visitation to to share memories and laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like there's no right or wrong way to have a funeral, and that's what people I think um, like when they go to funeral homes, maybe they're hesitant, thinking like, oh, we have to do you know so many days visiting and have to have a funeral. That's not the case. Um, but I think I think the whole meaning of a funeral is to just honor the person the way they'd like to be honored. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And that's a big point of prearranging too, right? You're putting your opinions down on paper so that way yeah, your so kids, no, maybe your you don't feel... don't mix them up. And you, <laughs> don't, you may not feel comfortable talking at the dinner table about what you would like to have for your funeral, so at least having it on paper is very helpful. Um, yeah. 
do you guys did you guys take like um a class that was like related to like the history of funerals or anything like that yeah did you oh, learn yeah. like did you guys class we probably skipped the most oh did you okay <laughs> yeah. i was gonna well, say cause... talk about like ancient greece like a lot of old old funeral traditions that have not existed for a very long I feel time like that, i feel like that like would be interesting a... it, it was interesting yeah. to a point the other point was you know what this has nothing to do with funerals today there's way different, way more and different things we can be learning. Why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. Two hours every week was tough. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I don't care about how the Egyptian, how the ancient Egyptians embalmed. Yeah, yeah. Fuck right? That. Yeah. Like, I think cool, it, it could have been. Cool, but I'd rather watch it on my own terms, like, with the lights off and not Geo in my basement. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I like that one. Thank you. Here's your first compliment. Thank you. That's probably going to be the only one of the show. Probably. Unless you make me laugh one more time, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else, Maz? These are good. I I had one and I just lost it. I just brain farted. Fuck. That's all right. Um, I'll ask Logan. Oh, actually, I I don't know if you guys can answer this. This is probably going to be a contentious question, and I don't think I don't expect you guys to answer it. But like, have you? What's well, like? Has you ever had like a really awkward moment? Like, have you ever seen like a really awkward moment or like a blunder at a funeral before? Is that something I can ask or? No? Um, I think you. I could answer this. Okay, go ahead. With it staying on. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, a lot of times I notice in the reception line when there's say a family of 20 people and there's a lot of people that don't know each other and there's a lot of family members that are kind of stuck with people that they don't know yeah and i'm i'm a i'm a big secondhand embarrassment person where like i i can't look anything and i'll see it and just walk away because there's grandchildren (laughs) talking to their grandparents friends that they have no idea who they are yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I see. It seems very, very awkward at that point. And I think I can say this: the the thing that we deal with the most is the modern family, and with the modern family can come a lot of differences. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's there's a lot more people involved in things now than there was maybe sixty, seventy years ago. Yeah. For sure. There's right? times you're doing arrangements with nine people. And, and you know what? It was kind of common at one point. There was a stretch there where I feel like I did like seven funeral arrangements and there was more than eight people in the room at all times. Right. Right. And it's tough. It's great. It's great that all these people are, are able to give input and share input. Um, and, and, you know, you can make sure that everyone feels welcome and accustomed to everything. Um, but, uh, it can be a little difficult when everyone gets talking. That's the only thing. There's a lot of opinions being thrown around and usually one person that may or may not allow no. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's all the questions I have. That's it. I got a few. I pulled those out of my ass too. I didn't even prepare. Well, they were great to be honest. That made me think a little and I tried to answer them as politically as possible as well. (laughs) Good. You're Michael Scott I, at improv. Good job. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do like my job, and I want to keep it. So I got to make sure that I'm uh, somewhat respectable. Same. 
<laughs> um, Logs, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question and the question I probably get asked the most. Well, yes. maybe the second most. Oh, I, I think I know. Once you say your question, I'm going to say what I think the other option was. Okay. Well, what, um, what made you go into funeral services? Okay. So the other question I thought you were going to ask, well, that I thought you get asked a lot is you're so young. Is your family in it? Yeah, that's a good one. But no, <laughs> yeah. that's not it. The okay. the question I get the most is, wait, do you just plan the funeral or do you like, do you like embalm? Right. Yes. <laughs> that's probably the second question. A lot I of get, people that don't know that. I get that shit with my job. Like, what do you do? Just like walk around and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully. You're so. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I got into it, I mean, I think it was grade 11 or grade 12. Um, a friend of mine, his mom passed away of cancer. Um, and I sort of walked him through it and the funeral happened. We did the burial and afterwards the mom's like kind of giving me the idea because I, I really had no idea what I was doing past high school. Um, I had a few ideas in mind, but I knew I probably wasn't going to follow through with them. So my mom, my mom gave me the idea to do a co-op at a funeral home because I never really thought anything beyond just the funeral. I didn't, it just at that point in my life, no one in my family had passed away. So I never really thought anything past just the funeral. I didn't realize that there was funeral directors, things like that. So my mom kind of gave me the idea to do a co-op there. Um, luckily enough, the funeral home I was at in Windsor was allowing me to be very involved with um, with the funerals and even with the families, luckily enough, during like night visitations, things like that. And I really fell in love with it. Um, so once my co-op ended, I was offered a full-time position and then um, it just kind of snowballed from there where I just, as I got more involved, I loved it more and more as it went on. Um, I had a specific moment in my the early part of my career, and some would probably say I'm still in the early part of my career, but <laughs> the my er, the early part of funeral services where it just clicked, and yeah. I knew and I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and this was it. Did you ever have that like aha or eureka moment? Um, a kid I played hockey against, actually. Um, now his father passed away very suddenly, and we were always kind of like at each other in hockey. But when he saw that I was a part of the team taking care of his family, seeing his face when he walked in that door on the day of the family private visitation um, and seeing me and seeing how comforting that was really made me appreciate what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, all right, rapid fire, two last questions. Sorry, what's your, Drew. What's up? You didn't, did, have you already said your moment? Oh, no. No, that's okay. I, I, I'd like this to interview is about you. Um, no one gives a fuck about him. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, no, I made a small change setting up um, in, a, like, um, in like a chapel setup, and I made a small change. And um, the wife was like over the moon appreciative and I didn't do much at all, but I thought it just clicked like, whoa, I, 
the my lit my the littlest effort and me just putting you know some thought into this and that's the type of reaction i got you know i kind of fed off it i, I, I love that gotcha um is your one? guy's job like really thankful like are people really thankful with it you go, i i honestly find it goes two ways yeah because i'm you, and it all depends on the family. You get some families who are very thankful for everything you do, and then some families who just expect it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That just means that you have a strong like rapport in the community, and that just when they come to you, they expect nothing but great, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Hmm. And one thing that I've tried to do is, like, there's times where we'll get thank you cards. Yeah. And I've kept some of them in the office and some of them um, just around the house. And it is cool to look back at them, even if it's three years ago, like just to see that these families actually cared enough to even write a handwritten letter. I think that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. I've kept all my cards too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, that's and a- like sometimes like we've been spoiled, like there was times where we'd always joke that the people would get like a real Bob Cajun funeral. Cause it'd be Logan and I working it. And then, <laughs> yeah. And the like sometimes, yeah, we'd get the boys, and uh, sometimes like we would walk out with like gift cards to the LCBO and the beer store from the family, just like well, as thank you, which is so incredibly nice. I don't know if you remember the one family. Um, there was it was uh, a liquor license day. Yeah. And the family was gracious enough to gift us whatever oh, was left oh, over oh, yeah dude he didn't <laughs> yeah. want to take any of the beer or the wine no. home and we let so them know how much was it. left and they're like no you guys keep it it was like six bottles of wine and a case Damn. of beer yeah Damn. it was fucking awesome it's tight logs my last two rapid fire questions what's the part of the job that brings you the most enjoyment and the part that brings you the least The part that gives me the most enjoyment. Having a family at the end of an arrangement and or at the end of a funeral say that you've made this so easy. Yeah. Because a lot of families come in not knowing a single thing, which is good not to be a veteran at funeral arrangements, right? Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do at all. No. And that's that's where I see the most like it, the most gratifying is hearing a family say that because they've never been through it and they walk through that front door thinking like we have no idea what to do hmm. yeah i agree yeah, i like, agree to that what's your least favorite part i'll tell you mine my least favorite part yeah when the phone rings in the middle of the night oh no dude i don't even mind <laughs> that so much it's you the know, paperwork I'm okay with paperwork. We oh, got a good program. Dude, we have the same program as you. We're good. Yeah, I guess. But I yeah, you're right. The paperwork now isn't bad. Yeah, quick print. But, but dude, when when we were like actually slanging paperwork, oh, <laughs> yeah. the worst. We're talking about paperwork, man. You don't do you don't do fuck all, man. You're always FaceTime. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you it cut would grass? Blow dude. your mind if you saw how much paperwork goes into one funeral. I bet you I do more paperwork than you. I bet you you don't. I bet you I do. I bet if there's a prison yard brawl, maybe. There's maybe. A, <laughs> I use I use a force report as a fucking lot. Yeah, dude, but. You have to, like, oh, Logs, he's got no idea. Maz, the amount of forms we have to do for everybody who comes through the door is insane. Like, the paperwork, 
if you buckle down, you can get most of it done in a day, but it takes like a good, a good better part of a day. Yeah. You're probably right. Actually. Yeah. I would bet on that. You have more paperwork. Oh, thanks buddy. Finally, you let me have one. Holy, this isn't the roasted nah, jerky. I'm, I'm an argumentative bastard, so I let you have that one. Because <laughs> there's a guest. All right. Yeah. I'm through the questions. We're through the interview. We got to be at least a good like 40 minutes deep. 30, eh? 36. All right. We're close. All right, Logs. Unleash, buddy. What do you got? All right. Okay. Let's start in now, college and work feel our way free, up. Feel free to cut me off at any point if you think I've missed something. Oh, God, okay. Now, we'll start off with probably the first weekend of college, like, actually school started, because I didn't show up until the day before school started. Right. Um, luckily enough, because it sounded like that portion of the year was a mess. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Maz, you remember how I went to school at Don Brin Spearsy for two months before <laughs> they dropped out? Yeah. Oh, right. We went into school with 9.30 packs of beer in the second week. So the week Logan joined us, we already had to go to the beer store. Jesus. It was a wreck the first week. Now continue, Logan. So my first day of school, (laughs) sorry, it was probably the first Friday of school because school would have started on the Tuesday. Um, And this chubby kid walks up to me (laughs) and I was sitting around probably for girls, but he was actually talking directly to me and he said, Hey, I'm having a party tonight in my res room. Um, you're welcome to come by. It's called goats banger. Uh, it's the white trash bash. No, no, you're getting them mixed up. Am I? Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. I have two stories here. Yeah. So it was just a party in your res room. Yes. Now, Sounds like he was hitting on you. He might no, have I been. Just, I needed a buddy. <laughs> I well, needed a, a bu- funeral service buddy. Yeah, exactly. Because you had enough buddies, but they weren't going to last till December. No, no. They didn't even make it to the end of October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was first week, and I realized, like, I, find, I actually had, because I was sitting around four girls, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um. But then I realized I actually had a guy friend at that point, and, well, turns out three and a half years later, I lived with him for two and a half, or five years later, I lived with him for two and a half years. Okay, tell him about the party. Now, I'd like to clarify, was this when we got written up? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, it was probably getting close to 11, which was when it was quiet time. In res, that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, And the RA shows up, and there's probably, what, 15 to 20 people in your room? Yeah, so they gave us a warning first. Yes. And told us to get out. That didn't work. No. (laughs) So the RA shows up again. (laughs) RA on call, knocks on the door. Everybody tries to find somewhere to hide. Maz, I, I had people under my bed hiding in my closet. I was in this closet. <laughs> <laughs> we had people try to stand behind the door so that when they opened the door, they wouldn't see them. So the immediate like group of people that were in the room all got written up. Jesus. 
I had no shirt on. I was absolutely buckled, okay? <laughs> there was empties all over the room. There were, like, people dancing on, like, my desk, on the chairs. Like, it was lit. I'll let you keep going, Luke. Sorry, I totally stole your, sh- your thunder. Well, I think it's time for you to talk about what you had consequence of. Okay. So I had maybe had already been in trouble at into the second week of residence. So now this is the second time I had been written up. So I had to have a meeting with our res life manager, okay, Meg. Meg is a sweetheart and probably the only reason I made it through school. British. Brit- yeah, British Meg. No, no, the other Meg. The oh, other okay. Meg, Meg, big Meg. So I get into her room, dude, and she hands me a double-sided, fully-typed letter. And it's the uh, what the residence assistants is typed up, de- like, of what of what they saw when they went into the room. She's like, we opened the door and there was beer cans scattered throughout the room, anywhere between 50 to 20 people. People were hiding everywhere. There were people standing on top of the furniture dancing and Mark Andrew opened the door and he had his shirt off. The booze was was radiating off him. Um, There was a disco ball and lights in the room and all this stuff. So anyways, imagine a page and a half of every detail that they thought they saw, right? So she hands me back over the, uh, or I hand her back like this essay. And she's like, well, what did you think? I was like, honestly, the only thing I disagree with is I'm pretty sure there wasn't a disco ball. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, really? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the only thing I don't think was there. She's like, you have nothing else to say about the rest of this? And I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, okay, Maz, I had to write in a thousand word essay as to why I should be allowed to stay in residence. <laughs> How that was more work than he did in the oh, entire school year. Dude, I didn't write one paper thousand, my whole year of school. I to, yes, dude, I had to write it was so it was broken up into ten questions and each question had to have a hundred word answer. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, it was horrible. About like I can't how, even I can't man I can't even how you... I made residence a dangerous place for the other people living around me like all oh, neighbors dude, hated you horrible my oh. neighbors did hate me yeah that sounds like like a fate worse they than death. called the RAs on you a bunch of times yeah the one kid yeah we're that's a different yeah. story we could talk residence all day Logan tell them about the rule change well I was gonna go in order oh, okay sort oh. of a timeline here all right. Because my notepad is very detailed. All right. So about a month and a half later, it's Mark Andrews' birthday. And it may have fallen on a little later in the week, I believe. But (laughs) we decided that it would be a good idea to sort of pregame the day. (laughs) So we had class. um, So we made some rum and Cokes. (laughs) <laughs> a nice friend of ours from Bermuda came in with some Jamaican rum. Oh, Vinci. And we made rum and Cokes. Uh, we brought to class. <laughs> yeah. Class started at, I, I want to say 9.30. The school pub opened at 11. So immediately at 11, we excused ourselves. We went to the pub. <laughs> now, you, got, you have to remember this part is that we got there at 11. So we were having these shots, and Drew, I'll let you say the name of them. They're a Rocky Mountain bear fucker. 
<laughs> what does that consist so of? So it, it's half um, Southern Comfort whiskey, half gold tequila, and Tabasco. That sounds pretty good. You know what, dude? It was my shot of choice when I was in residence. Because he probably had 10 of them. So <laughs> by 12 o'clock p.m., Drew walks up to the bar trying to get another shot and another pint. And I don't, I don't remember the number that the bartender gave you, but what he said was, you've had a certain number of beers and a certain number of shots in one hour. I honestly can't serve you again. <laughs> This was Drew's 19th birthday. <laughs> so at 11 o'clock in the bar open, I ordered four shots of Rocky Mountain Bear Fucker, two beers. And then again, I did it again. And then I went up at noon and he was like, I got to cut you off. <laughs> I can't serve you anymore. That guy probably thought you were fucked. Oh, yeah. Well, they knew it was his birthday. Yeah, because they ID you on the way yeah. in, right? So it was my birthday. They knew I was just getting litty titty. Is that the most trashed you've been on a birthday? No, uh, on a birthday, no. Uh, Have you ever I, been was young, I was younger and drank a bottle of Goldschlager and threw up everywhere. Goldschlager or Goldschlick? Isn't it Goldschlick? Goldschlager. No, Goldschlick is. I just watched Super Bad. Yeah, yeah that's me too. Goldschlick, Super Bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Would you like me to get into my next one? Know what it is. Pardon? Is it the story? It's a different story. Okay. It's, um, we had a pretty wild night. There wasn't too much to the night other than Drew was really feeling it. So I'm looking all over for this kid. <laughs> I'm now in charge of him because I know it's, it's beyond <laughs> him comprehending even left foot from right foot. <laughs> so I'm checking all the bathrooms, male bathroom, co-ed bathroom. That's how my floor worked. The one bathroom I don't check, the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> so I have a girl go in, check, make sure there's no girls in there. Nope. So I walk in. Who do I see? No, sorry, what do I see? A pair of Jordan, he like the just the soles of the shoes hanging out from under the stall door. I'm like, oh, it's Drew. Drew's in there just throwing up. <laughs> it's probably 8.30 p.m. Because I remember I still went to the bar after with our friends, and Mark Andrew was brought to his room to go to sleep. Yeah, shout out to uh, the residence assistants that had to carry me from the elevator to my room as I was starting to take my clothes off. Did they use a forklift? How did they fucking... No, dude, it was two big dudes, and they just got under my armpits, and they got me into the elevator, and then supposedly, when we got out of the elevator, like, I lived in my building, Logan lived in a different building, but in my building, I lived the furthest away from the uh, elevator. All the buildings are connected, by the way. Yeah, they're all connected by a hallway. Um, but anyway, so here I am, dude, as soon as I get off the elevator, I just started taking my clothes off. So like when I woke up in the morning, there was like a trail of my clothes from the elevator, nice. like a shirt, a pair of pants, one sock, other sock. And I guess by the time I got to my room, dude, I was butt naked because <laughs> I woke up butt naked on the floor. <laughs> Fuck, that's Probably awesome. 
probably the Drew fall asleep while he's drunk, which is sitting upright with a garbage with his legs crisscross, which he can't do sober, but he can do it when he's drunk crisscross yeah. with a garbage can between his legs and goat. his face buried in it. Go, do you remember that time at my place, dude, with the garbage can? No. You were fucking, you were fucking no. exploding out your ass while you were puking with the garbage oh, dude, can. That in was front in of the you. that was in the peak of my ulcer days. Oh yeah, that was the worst, man. Oh yeah, I'm, I was dumping and throwing up in the tub and shitting in the toilet all at the same time. <laughs> I do. Well, remember. me, me, you, and Speared when we all went out. Remember, we did the Fort Erie bar crawl. Oh, and Maz, well, he's, he did a bar crawl with us from Chucks to Southsides. When was that? And I survived. Uh, what, uh, were we in college still, Logs? No. No, I came. Oh, you know what? It, Internship year, maybe? I'm having trouble remembering. No, it wouldn't have been internship year. No, so we definitely lived together at that point. Yeah, I think it was like our weekend off together. Mm. Yeah. So we did a four-year bar call and it ended poorly for you. Yes, <laughs> it ended up fine, other than like, yeah, I got a mess at the bar. But when we got home, I thought Drew was absolutely fine. We walked home from Chuck's all the way to Drew's place, his parents' house. So we walked all the way back, dropped Spear oh, yeah. off. Like we let Spear go, I guess. I I kind of forget that part, but. <laughs> We get home, and I'm feeling good. I'm ready to throw on TV, like, just laugh, watch some Netflix. Drew goes ass. straight to the bathroom and just starts throwing up. <laughs> so I'm I'm laying on the couch, and he's, like, sitting on the couch with me with a garbage can between his legs. And I'm like, why are you even next to me, man? Like, you're going to – I'm going to get, like, just residue on me. Just throw up, like, splash. And he fell asleep, no lie, with the garbage can between his legs until the next morning. Damn. It was awesome. Man, mind professional. Man, um, Logan, where remember when we had the Bob Cajun Raging Cajun bash? Where was Logan then? He was there. Oh yeah. But he didn't come uh, out with us or anything. Uh, uh hang on. Uh, hang on. Uh Maz, check your phone, quick sec. Maz, I was there. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Logs was definitely there. He was our transportation I came out. Oh, from yes, the bar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember. I remember. Dude, remember yeah. when we fucking. Yeah. Remember when we were when on I the drove porch you guys in my in. car. <laughs> you remember that, dude? Can we tell that or no? What? Well, when we were on the porch upstairs, we ran inside because we thought fucking. Oh, yeah. My boss. We thought my boss was pulling in, but it was my aunt and uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Because we were just drinking beers on the deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My boss did come though. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And he texted Logs because he knew I was going to be a write-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes. And he's like, a lot, of, like, beers uh, a lot of beers out on the deck. So we oh. thought he was upset with us. Hold on. So I remember just uh, me and Logan just hammering, cleaning the uh, the deck off, and then he's like, "Looks like a lot of fun," and we're like, "Oh, we could have left him." The worst part is, though, like, I was still up because I was sober, and I would—I think there was, like, four guys, like, sleeping on my floor. <laughs> Probably. We and, had ev- all the boys up. Oh, I was, in oh the ba- yeah. I was in the bathroom. Don't worry about that. Oh, because you had all the hot sauce. Yeah. 
That was brutal. All right, we that already told, told that story. Yeah, we yeah. told that story last time. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I got the text and I had to wake Drew up from his like drunk sleep to go <laughs> clean off the deck and he was not happy. <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> yep. So, All right, Logs, you got time for one more. Make it a good one. One more? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a new rule in Humber Residence now. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been... It must have been Easter or some reason that everybody would have gone home. And for some reason, Drew and I did not go home because we thought there'd be a bunch of people there and like it would be fun. No, we, yeah, we thought there was going to be a ton of parties. Yeah. And there and wasn't. There was nothing. So it was a Saturday night. We're bored. We're so bored. Like we probably had a few beers, but I don't think it was even like you and I were getting wild. Oh, no, no, no. And what we like to do is sit in. Typically, we would sit in the calf and just sort of like bird dog. We would just look around, look at people. Yeah, and like it was a good way to get interaction. Because yeah, like, we would meet people. Yeah, residence was only like, it was like, Maz, it's comparable to like if everyone at Lakeshore would have slept over. Jesus. Right? Yeah. So it I mean, like, it eat. was a great way to see everybody by just hanging out in the calf because they had to walk by the calf at some point. So That's if cool. you were in the calf, you'd be like, yo, what's up? Like, what are you doing tonight? And you'd make plans that way. So Logs and I always made ourselves available in the cafeteria. So this Saturday, there's no one even in the cafeteria. So we figured what we would do is grab <laughs> two of our res room chairs and plant them in the elevator. So we <laughs> sat in the elevator. One of us would press the button forever who got on. And we would just talk to whoever came on. And we would just ride the elevator. Yep. And then, like, a half an hour later, security comes up, and he's like, you can't do this. We're like, we can't sit in the elevator? He's like, you can't have chairs in here. And we're like, uh, we have never been told that rule. I don't think that rule exists. So, finally, we were like, we weren't going to be rude to the guy. Like, he's kind of just doing his job. So, we finally got out. And then the next year... Uh, we had found out that they had made an announcement that you can't sit in chairs in the elevator <laughs> <laughs> and just ride the elevator. That's fucking mint. So that was the laws, man. You're setting precedent. Yeah, we we changed. I think there's a few rules that got changed because of me, but that was the big one. Yeah, that was that was us. The other ones were yeah. just you. Just me being a complete nut bar in residence. Uh, Logs, thanks for coming on. I know we held, you held back a few stories, but that's okay. I think, I don't know, Matt, there was a ton of chemistry. I think we maybe bring him on as a repeat guest in the future. We could do it. I yeah, like it. I, like I had a blast. Idea. This was fun. This was fun. I'm more than willing, and I'm I'm definitely happy with Drew having a few Stellas. Yeah. <laughs> Loosen me up a bit. Yeah. I loosened you up a bit. <laughs> you were nervous about me coming on I was dude I'm like yeah. Holy shit what stories is he gonna tell <laughs> He's got good what? ones eh I got, a, I got a job on the line here Like we gotta be careful what we're putting I still have here. half a post-it note So I know put that away for next time Yeah I'll hide it where I hit it before Perfect Good good Logs thanks for coming on Thanks for giving people insight about our profession And um, 
it's really the first time I opened up about being a funeral director on here. I've mentioned it before, but the first time I've kind of gone into detail and it was really cool to do. So thanks, Maz. Thanks for not roasting me too, too hard. Yeah, I took it easy. Sorry. I know. And I can't wait to turn up with the both of you August 9th. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me, boys. Hopefully you'll have me back. Unlike uh, Drew's hairline, which will never come back. <laughs> yeah, that's long gone. <laughs> Had to get one more I, look, I look like Eddie Munster. Sue me. <laughs> He's got to go with the horseshoe. <laughs> no, dude, I'm going bald before then. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a fantastic weekend. Bye, everybody.